This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, February 26th, 2023. Easter eggs, weeds, and wheat. Well, good morning, Connection Church. Good morning here in the sanctuary, there in your houses or in your cars or just don't pray with your eyes closed in your cars there, please. Okay. Um, we're, so we're starting a new series today, and we're calling this thing, um, it runs from now till Palm Sunday, we're calling this Easter eggs. Now, I don't mean the Easter eggs like what you just saw in the field there, what you might crack open on Sunday or on Easter morning, but Easter eggs is a term that refers to these hidden messages or images in movies or video games. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Okay. Because I had no idea until we had a worship design meeting, and uh, they explained that to me. And, um, and, 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 and these things can be kind of subtle. You kind of got to look for them. And um, being the old guy, I'm going to use an, an, an old reference. How many are familiar with Alfred Hitchcock, maybe? Yeah. See all the 30 and younger go, huh? Well, he was a movie director of a lot of times of a kind of uh, kind of scary movies, at least scary for the day. Anyway, out of 39 films, he has cameo, or out of 52 films, he has cameo appearances in 39 of them. You know, just a little, not even a scene, just a little uh, walk-in, like uh, in the movie The Birds. You see him coming out of a uh, out of a pet shop with two small dogs in his arms, his own personal dogs, and. The, that's all he is, you know. A lot of movies might have that or different things like that. Little hidden, little hidden things, like a, it's almost like a hidden joke, a hidden line, a hidden agenda here. And they're in all the Pixar movies, right, Kyle and Barry? <laughs> there's something. And if you look, there's these little hidden gems. I'm going to have to start paying attention. Yeah. So what's that have to do with uh, the Lenten season? Well, uh, the Easter eggs for us are these hidden messages from Jesus. A lot of times they're parables, which are not so much hidden, but they're kind of, they're hidden in that we have to uncover them. We have to uh, look at them and figure out what, what Jesus is trying to tell us. So we uh, understand the hidden message, the, the hidden treasure. This morning, our Easter egg is entitled Weeds and Wheat. Well, good morning, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, thanks so much for coming. We are one church, many locations. Want to say hey to all of you out there. Thanks for joining us. I want to introduce you to someone who is our newest little one in our congregation. Here you go. This is Kaylee Marie Weaver. Now, if you were here last week, Alex and Jess were sitting right back there, and we prayed for them. And, and it prayed- worked. And prayed for little Kaylee to come, and there she is. <laughs> Alex and Jess, if you're watching, you done good. You done good. All right, well, let's go ahead and pray. Almighty God, we thank you so much for today. Thank you for Kaylee. We thank you for new life. We thank you for gathering us here. Help us kind of remove anything that might be a distraction in our minds and have some laser focus on you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Everybody agreed and said, amen. Amen. Weeds and wheat. We find this in chapter 13 of the book of Matthew, the first book of the New Testament, the second part of the Bible. And this is verses 24 through 30. This is the New International Version. 
So Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while everyone was sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. And when the wheat sprouted and formed heads, then the weeds also appeared. The owner's servants came to him and said, Sir, didn't, didn't you sow good seed in your field? Where, do, where then did the weeds come from? An enemy did this, he, he replied. And the servant says, Do you want us to go and pull them up? No, he answered, because while you are pulling the weeds, you may uproot the wheat with them. Let's let both grow together until the harvest. At that time, I will tell the harvesters, first collect the weeds and tie them in bundles to be burned, then gather the wheat and bring it into my barn. And so this parable is found in Matthew chapter 13. Chapter 13 starts out with, um, Jesus went out of the house, sat by the lake. There was a large crowd around him. And Jesus started teaching. He told a series of stories called parables. The first story that he told um, during this time was the parable of the sower. You might be familiar with that. The next parable he told is the parable of the weeds that we're going to be talking about today. And then he follows by talking about the parable of the mustard seed. Remember, we've talked about faith as small of a mustard seed. Then he goes back to an explanation of the weeds. So he does lots and lots of teaching. He goes on the hidden treasure and the pearl. So chapter 13 is full of parables. What are parables? Well, it's a simple story that reveals a greater truth. And so like many parables, Jesus was doing teaching, was sharing teaching to those who were willing to listen and a parable focuses on the kingdom of God. Oftentimes it starts like, the kingdom of God is like, or the kingdom of heaven is like. And so that's what he's talking about. We have to ask ourselves, though, what in the world does the kingdom of heaven have to do with seed sowed in the field and this whole parable of wheat and weeds? And does this man in this parable represent God? What is this all about? Well, this man doesn't represent God because in the parable, the man goes to sleep. We know that God never sleeps, right? God never falls asleep. You can always call on God no matter what time, day or night. God is there. So perhaps this man represents us represents humanity you know uh, everyday people people who are going all about their business day in and day out doing what we do and in this case it's sowing seeds good seeds in the fields and also seeds that will take root and grow unfortunately as jesus shares while everyone is sleeping the enemy comes and sows uh, weeds among the wheat. The weeds that are planted are intended to disrupt, to interfere with, to, to do damage to the plants that come from the good seeds. Well, here's the thing. The weeds look so much like the wheat that it is nearly impossible to tell them apart, especially in the early, ages, early stages of growth. So much so that you might do damage to the wheat if you try to separate it at this point. 
There's a blog that uh, we, as we were preparing for this message, the blog uh, title was Growing Together, Wheat and Weeds. And we read that in this parable, it's about the kingdom of heaven, but it's being expressed in human terms and experiences. God's kingdom has a lot to do with us, with human activity involving God who works out God's plan in and through us. That's how it works. And so God allows good seed and evil weeds to begin to sprout in this field and produce seed. Now, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, does not stop at normal everyday happenings and events. So if we're going to bring it down into today's um, world, what we're trying to say is that around us there's good weeds and there's, there's good wheat and there's bad weeds. We are not saying that anyone in this place is a bad weed. <laughs> but we have to acknowledge that there is good and bad around us. And when the wheat begins to sprout, sometimes the weeds sprout right alongside of it. I think about our grass. We've got really good grass, and then we've got the crabgrass. And it just becomes a mess. So who planted the weeds? The enemy. The enemy plants the weeds, or whoever it is, they're encouraged by Satan. Satan is our always and forever enemy, and we should always remember that. Satan's the enemy when it comes to the kingdom of God. I've been wondering who planted that crabgrass. Now I know it's Satan. There you go. Jesus' Palestinian audience would have been quite familiar with the picture Jesus is painting here. Farmers are in constant battle with weeds, especially with a weed called bearded darnel. Say bearded darnel. Yeah, there you go. In the early stages of growth, it closely resembles wheat. It was virtually possible to tell them apart. There came a point in their growth when, when they, were, they were easy to distinguish, but at that point, to pull the weeds would, would tear out the wheat as well. And so it's, it's an interesting challenge there. And the farmer could not ignore this weed, this bearded darnel, because it's slightly poisonous, causing dizziness and sickness. It was bitter. It had an unpleasant taste. And so after the wheat and the weeds were harvested, the grains had to be separated by hand, separated after the threshing. Now, Bible scholar William Barclay, who wrote a commentary on Matthew, he shares that the sowing of bearded darnel really is not imaginary. It is no joke. To this day, in India, one of the worst things a person can do to their enemy is to sow bad seed in fields. Again, citing Barclay, he claims that this is one of the most practical parables that Jesus shared uh, with an abundance of lessons in it. For one thing... It teaches us that there is and always has been a hostile power in the world waiting, seeking to destroy 
the good seed. Both kinds of influence come to play out in our lives. There are those who encourage, but there are also those who discourage. There are those who lift us up, and there are also those who tear us down. There are those who bring us closer to Christ, and then there are those who bring us closer to the evil one. You know, there's, there's good seed, and, and then there's the one who seeks to destroy the good seed before it can produce any good at all, any good fruit. And so we must always, always be careful, be on the lookout, be guarded against the one who destroys the good seed. And so parables are meant to tell a story of a greater truth. As Alan said, the first point that we can take away is that there, there's a hostile power in this world. And we, we uh, agree with that. Uh, the prince of darkness, who never wins though. Anyway, the second thing is that sometimes, the second takeaway is that it's hard to distinguish sometimes between good um, wheat and the bearded darnel. It's hard to distinguish between bad seed and, and good seed. I mean, a bad person may appear to be good, and a good person is not good at all. And it's really tough. It's important to try to distinguish without judgment. And that's what we're going to be talking about for the rest of the message. But also know that people might be one way here, but people change. We believe in transformation, right? And so even as we grow uh, and age, we change. Things are different. I was way different when I was a 15-year-old uh, trying to get his attention than I was when we got married and started having one, two, three, four kids and you know, started ministry and started the church. We tend to change, and now we're in this new part of our life. Hey, all you uh, parents who are like overwhelmed and everything with your life, this is really good right now. So be encouraged. It, it will it, change. It, it, yeah. <laughs> anyway, thing is, we have to be cautious, eyes wide open to be able to distinguish good wheat and bad seed. But also at the same time, there's a tension there because we don't want to label people too quickly. Mm. The parable also teaches that we must not be too quick with our assessments. You know, to tear out the bearded Darnell too early would have resulted in tearing out the wheat as well, which would have been a disaster. With the weed and wheat, judgment needed to wait until the harvest, and likewise with people. Judgment does not come until the end. And the judge isn't us. The judge is the one who knows everything. Not just the seen, but also the unseen. Our, our judge knows the heart. And that is crucial when it comes to judgment. It, it is God and God alone who can judge. And so this parable also teaches us that we must not be too quick to judge because as Alan says, judgment comes in the end, don't be hasty. And sometimes we have to wonder, though, like, how does all this work? Because good people, some good people, 
really have such a hard time in life and one thing after another works and then or happens and then it's like bad people seem to have the world by the tail and sometimes it gets confusing but we need to be reminded here um, in scripture matthew chapter 5 jesus is teaching on the sermon on the mount and he says he god causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. Here's the thing that I always remember. Regardless of what happens in the earthly day-to-day, judgment does come. Judgment does come. The wheat will be separated from the bearded Darnell. The saved will be separated from the unsaved. But here's the thing, rather than being a cause for our celebration, our reaction should be to do everything we can possibly do to live in right relationship with God and to, as much as we possibly can, share the good news of Jesus Christ with those not yet saved. Amen? Amen. So here's what we find in the fifth chapter of the book of James. James is in the second half of the Bible. This is a paraphrase from the message. Friends, don't complain about each other. A far greater complaint could be lodged against you, you know. The judge is standing right around the corner. Take the old prophets as your mentors. They put up with anything. They went through everything and never once quit, all the time honoring God. What a gift life is to those who stay the course. You've heard, of course, of Job's staying power, and you know how God brought it all together for him at the end? That's because God cares, right down to the last detail. Can we say that last sentence together? That's because, because God, God cares, cares, right down to the last detail. It's nearly impossible to distinguish the wheat from the bearded Darnell, especially in the early stages. And the thing is, who are we to judge? Not able to see past the surface. Not knowing the heart. I don't know about you, but I got enough trouble staying focused on Jesus rather than trying to judge someone other than myself. Now, that's not to confuse the issue with um, biblical truth. We stand firmly on biblical truth, and that's not judgment. That's just... It is what it is. And we are also, at times, told to hold someone accountable. One-on-one, or maybe, if not, doesn't work, two-on-one. But in the midst of this, it's always important for us to remember that we aren't the judge and jury, are we? Always remember Matthew 7, 5. We've shared before, but it doesn't hurt to repeat. Remember to take that plank out of your own eye (laughs) before you try to pull that speck out of your brother or sisters. And so we're to be cautious. We're to be on the lookout, aware of what's around us. This scripture, as I'm reading it, and actually in the second part of it, the parable of the words weeds explained, this is a word of warning actually for us that we need to be right with God one-on-one. We can't judge what somebody else's relationship with the Lord is. 
We need to be right in our own heart. But we need to be aware. We need to be aware. The enemy came and sowed seeds among the wheat when the farmer was asleep. How often are we asleep, so to speak, allowing weeds to be sown? And I'm talking about weeds sown in our own lives or around us. Being asleep can take a, a number of different forms. We might get tired or, or lazy and just set the word of God aside and not know what God says, not spend the time with the Lord. And while we're sleeping, um, when we're not spending time getting to know God, things can happen that we don't even recognize because we need to know what God says and what God wants for our lives. Hmm. Well, perhaps we sleep, so to speak, instead of being part of that, that small group. You know, we, we might think, well, I can take care of business on my own. Uh, uh, I, I don't need other Christians to help me, uh, to guide me, to, uh, to hold me accountable, to speak into my life, to be my spiritual buddy or partner. And so we take a nap instead of being part of a small group. And, and while we're napping, while we're sleeping, the enemy sneaks in. And plants those nasty weeds in our garden. And, and we don't even realize it until they grow up and mature. <laughs> and so if you're feeling like you're ready to be in a small group and you're not in one, Gary Griffin is right over here. You can see him after the service. If you want to be engaged in a, a Bible study, George Wicks is right there. And he starts on Wednesday night. There's lots of ways to be engaged in the Word of God and with one another. So how do, we, how do we stay focused? How do we get to know God? Well, you know, practicing spiritual disciplines, reading Scripture, of course, and prayer and meditation, devotion. But also we believe that regular church attendance is important. We're talking to the choir. I know that. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being online. But God wants us to be in community with one another. Do you know that there's a, um, a Barna, George Barna does a lot of uh, demographics in Christianity and a lot of percentages and this and that. And he says that a regular church attender it used to be um, three out of four Sundays, and now it's one out of four to six Sundays for regular church attendance. And again, I know we're preaching to the choir, but it's really easy. COVID showed us how easy it is to get disconnected and for it to not even be important anymore but we know that it's God's plan for us to be together um, as a body because we encourage each other. We glorify God together. We get uh, fuel for the week. We get food for thought. We can look around and say, yeah, I'm not alone trying to work this out as a, 
as a seeker or as a believer. And I think it helps us guard against attack when we're in a pack. There's a word that is used for community in the New Testament. It's called ecclesia. Say ecclesia. Yeah, that means assembly or gathering. That's what is a lot in the New Testament as churches are gathered, as it's God's plan that we're not Lone Rangers. So great job, everybody, for showing up today and keep coming back because we need each other. Mm. So what's our Easter egg for today? Well, during the season of Lent, the season of preparation for Easter, we want you to ask yourselves, are you giving the enemy chances to plant weeds in your fields, to infiltrate your crops, to mix bad seed with good seed of your life? And what is it that you can do to prevent this from happening? Daily devotion, a small group participation, regular worship attendance. Here's the thing we often hear in Lent, repent, fasting, and prayer. Repentance, fasting, and prayer. Repentance, recognizing our sorrow, but asking the Lord to help us go in a new direction. That's what repentance is. Fasting, does that mean giving, what is it, what is it that's taking a lot of your attention that maybe you could take from that and put your attention on Jesus Christ. You know, I've heard recently of people fasting from gossip or fasting, a lot of people are fasting from social media right now. Mm. But fasting from attitude that isn't aligned with God or fasting from things that our eyes and our ears shouldn't be looking at. There's mm. a lot of different ways to fast and that helps us grow closer to Christ. And prayer. Prayer. Keep in mind, none of this doesn't bring you salvation, right? None of these are means to salvation. Salvation, we can't save ourselves. Christ and Christ alone is our salvation. And it's for that reason alone we need to stay focused on him. And not let the enemy plant those weeds. That's why we, we do these things during Lent. Not because that's what's going to save us, but it's going to keep us focused on the one who does save us. And keep this in mind also. It's up to us to share the good news of the gospel with those who don't know. Uh, how else are they going to hear it? How else are they going to be aware unless we offer them Christ? Let me hear you say, offer them Christ. Offer them Christ. That's what we need to do, offer them Christ. You know, when you go out today, you notice above the glass doors there in the lobby, there's a little sign. You are now entering our mission field. There's also little signs out as we leave that says the same thing, the Mark scripture. Yeah. You're now entering the mission field, because mission field isn't so much in here, it's, it's out there. It's on the other side of those doors. And keep in mind, Satan is the enemy. No matter how gussied up he gets, no matter how attractive he might make things appear, his goal is to steal, kill, and destroy, and he is relentless. Just as God never sleeps, neither does the enemy. 
and he will do everything in his power to plant weeds in your field. Let's keep him from planting those weeds. As we connect others and ourselves with Jesus, say with me, and the new life he offers. Yeah. And always remember this, God is greater. God is greater. And that's the good news. Let's believe it. Let's live it. Let's pray. Most holy God, uh, we thank you for this message you shared with us today, this uh, weeds and wheat. Please help us to be aware to, to, not, to not fall asleep at those crucial times when Satan can come in and plant those weeds in our fields. Please help us to be ever focused on you, Lord, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Please give us the strength. Please give us the courage. Please give us whatever we need to be focused on you, worshiping you, shouting your praises. We ask these things. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, all those gathered said, Amen. Thank you for listening to the message from Connection Community Church. For more information and to find out more about our ministries, you can visit us on our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Thanks again for listening. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the new life he offers.